scripture reading is from Jeremiah um, 29 verses 10 through 14. Let us listen to the word of God. For thus says to the Lord, only when Babylon 70, 70 years are completed, I will visit you and I will fulfill, I will fulfill to my promise, you to my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. To give you a future with hope. Then when I call upon me, then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me if you seek if you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. And I will restore, restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and places where I have driven you, says the Lord. I will bring you back to the place where I have sent you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel reading is from Matthew 6, verses 1 through 8. Let us listen to the word of God. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for you have no reward from the Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that you may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have receive their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alm- or so that your alms may be done in secret. And your Father who sees this in the secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. 
Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empathy phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before them as you ask him. This is the word of the Lord. I know I'm not who you were expecting right now. Uh, I'm sure right now you're thinking that the last time you saw me in this pulpit on this day, I didn't have quite so elegant a beard. Uh, This is deja vu for me as well. It's been many years, more than I'm willing to admit to from up here, uh, since I stepped into this pulpit on a youth Sunday. As I put myself back in the mindset of writing this kind of sermon, a sermonette, as Tim always called it, I waxed nostalgic thinking about the frenzy of trying to get this thing written late at night because I'd put it off until it was almost too late. My mother more than once commented that she could tell I'd written it at the last minute and reminded me that you all deserved better than that. None too gently, I might add. (laughs) I remembered the friends and, quite frankly, family that I made during my time in youth group and how we always managed to find the silliness and the lightness and the profundity of what we were experiencing together. I still can't drink a cream soda without thinking about my best friend, Austin Hunter. Just recently, we had our fall retreat at Koinonia, and we struggled to find a second person to help chaperone. We had parents step up and stay overnight and stay with us so that we could get it done, but I couldn't help thinking about how my friend Hannah Mansell would have been the perfect person to tag along. I miss my friends and those moments that we shared together. It also got me thinking about how lucky I am to get to see these kids form those same relationships and share such similar experiences to mine while I was in youth group. And as I'm sure you've noticed, not only is our youth group this year small, but it's young as well. What that means is that this youth group still has so many more years together. They have many more opportunities to experience the thin places together, to help one another find their place, not just in God, but in this community and in this world. My brother and sister-in-law just recently bought a house, and yesterday I was over there helping hang drywall. And it got me thinking, you don't just walk into a room, snap your fingers, and all of a sudden the the work is magically done. You do it one piece at a time. And you certainly don't do it by yourself. That is the journey these kids are on right now. One of those unfinished rooms being put together piece by piece. And I'm so glad to get to be even a little part of that process. Over the summer, as I'm sure you are aware, we went to Synod School. The original plan was to attend a triennium, but it was canceled again this year. Luckily for us, God had other plans, and Synod School happened to be scheduled for the same week Triennium was supposed to be, so it was very easy to transition into that. This is the start of my fourth year as youth director here, but it was my first big summer trip because COVID had limited us so much in previous years. Janae and I took seven of the best-behaved youth I could have hoped for, and I was still stressed out all week long. I can't imagine Tim taking 20 Uh, kids, and I promise we were not the best behaved. (laughs) That week at Synod School, 
At night, after all the planned events had concluded, we'd come together as a group and debrief for the day. We talked about what we'd learned in our classes and where we'd seen God. These conversations always evolved into something more than just answers to those questions, though. I was constantly struck by how each of them talked passionately about the things they believed in strongly and how they wanted to challenge established practices. It was fun for me, honestly, and I'm looking forward to the next year and the next trip as we get to do these same things all over again. Our youth group this year is like one of those unfinished rooms, too, needing more pieces to be added, to be complete, but depending completely on the pieces we already have. We are building anew this year, looking to the future. We have a vision of what we'd like to be, and we are creating the blueprints as we go. We have lots of growing still to do, but I'm looking forward to seeing the finished product. As you can see, we already have such a strong foundation to build from. Even today, as we see the kinder angels and those that receive their Bibles, we see the future of our youth group, the future of our church. Our church, too, is an unfinished room, both the church with a big C and a church with a little c. We are always in need of new pieces to continue growing, but we depend so much on the foundation that exists already. Sometimes it's easy to look at the work that has already been done and be satisfied by what we see, but I think we can always be looking for the next edition. We can always seek out new kinds of people to add to the body that already exists. Jesus himself was a carpenter, and he knew all about that sort of thing. Hi, I'm Hannah Warren, and I'm in eighth grade. On our way to Synod School, there's two miles left until the next gas station, and our car ran out of gas. We called the people in the other car, and they went to the gas station and brought back enough gas to last us till the next station. While David was filling up the tank, one of the people in the other car took a picture that captured that funny moment. This led us to be late to register for our classes. We also got what was left of dinner. This stressed everyone out, and we didn't get the classes we wanted. I got what was left, which was outdoor games and story to stage, an improv class. There were two improv classes, and I was in the first one. The teacher picked a few of the kids in the first class, which was a little larger, and had us come to the second class. We got to lead in worship during the children's time, doing a skit about the Bible story. It was exciting walking onto the stage and seeing all the people watching. There were around 50 kids, but it felt like 100 to me. I love acting, and getting to share my passion with so many people was really special to me. In today's scripture reading, it talks about God having a plan. Even though we got there late and it was really stressful, I was still able to do something I love with new friends from Synod School. God's plan was for me to arrive late so that I could be in the improv class. My mom really likes having a plan. Every time we get in the car, she says, let's make a plan. It makes me feel more organized and prepared to have a plan. I know it's going to happen when I think about God having a plan for my life. It makes me think that I shouldn't worry so much about my life. So that means God has a plan for each of us. You don't have to run out of gas in your car to know that God has a plan for you. Good morning, everyone. I am Jeffrey Ott, and I am a junior at Jacksonville High School. While thinking about what to write this sermonette on, Several things came to mind. The Dungeons and Dragons class at Synod School and behavior of others and myself at school. 
I eventually decided to share about one of my favorite YouTubers. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 to 8, it tells us to be humble and to not announce all of our successes. And when I think of someone who is righteous and not in the Bible, I think of Technoblade, also known as Alex. He was a YouTuber who made high-quality gaming and informative videos for millions of his viewers, and he enjoyed playing on a Minecraft server with his friends. Unfortunately, he announced he had cancer on August 27th of 2021 and died on June 30th of 2022 at the age of 23. Even though he was sick, he still made videos for his community and did not burden everyone with the severity of his disease. Keeping Technoblade in mind, he never asked for pity from his viewers and embodied righteousness because of this behavior. His reward is shown by the one and a half billion views over all of his videos and the 15.4 million subscribers. Through his entire battle with cancer, he tried to keep lighthearted and didn't solicit money primarily for his own benefit, but for others battling cancer. And he raised $323,000 for cancer research. Technobleed's last video was of his father reading what he had written before his death, and his father expressed great pride and love for his son while sharing Alex's humorous message to his fans. Even though he is gone, he has impacted millions of people through his gaming and his kindness he shared with others. This is the kind of righteousness spoken about in Matthew 6 and what we should mimic in our own lives while interacting with others. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at first presjax.org that's office at f-i-r-s-t p-r-e-s j-a-x dot o-r-g masks are now optional anywhere in the church our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night. And we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you. Either by email, mail, or phone. God bless. And may you have a peaceful and safe year.